What's behind your head? Is that say black? Ah, I thought it said Black Sabbath. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it should. Uh, you you got to take it down, man. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> hey, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? This is episode number 110. As in decibels. 110 yeah. is going to be fucking loud. You know it. This is going to be the loudest one we did. Why is it going to be so loud, fellas? Vinny Apice. A hero to us all. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be weird to say, but I've, I've been listening to Vinny for 40 years. I bet. Yeah. Crazy. Look at you. Queens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a funny thing about the Irish is that they, uh, they will take your name or they will take a pronunciation and they will make it their own. Uh, I.e. words like film, F, they, they, they film, it's a film. And even our own, speaking of Phil, Phil Linot, we grew up saying Linnet, Phil Linnet, L-Y-N-O-T-T, right? And uh, it's, uh, Phil would say it's Linot, like why not? Phil would say, but the Irish take it in the, and uh, the English do that as well. The English, you know, they, they make up their own pronunciation. Anyway, you can't see this. You probably can't see this because I can barely make this out. But I dug this up. But that's 1984. Oh, I kind of, I recognize that drum set. You, you rub, yeah, it's the only drum <laughs> of its kind. 1984 in the exactly Dublin, uh, Vinnie Apice with Dio, Vivian Campbell. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep. I tell a lie. I don't, uh, who was on the who, who was uh, who was on the the Holy Diver? Vivian. No, Jimmy Bain. Vinnie. Yeah, Bain. Bain. I was right, and that's it. Uh, Yep. See that? Vivian Campbell? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm Patrick. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Patrick, what's behind your head? Does that say black? Ah. <laughs> what's that say? Black? Blackers? Blackers. Okay. I thought it said Black Sabbath. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It should. Uh, you you got to take it down, man. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> I got you covered, Vin. Oh, there you go. Okay. What's your name? Eric. We met at NAMM a couple years ago. Okay. Eric and uh, Patrick. Yeah. And, and I'm Chad. Chad. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just while we're here, this is this is the first time I met you. <laughs> Boy, they spelled Queens right really good, didn't they? Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah. They 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 take it upon themselves to uh, to. To, to spell it as as they as they hear it or they they, they oh feel my it. god yeah some of those posters are terrible these yeah. locals make you know so <laughs> all right oh, cool. okay thrilled to meet you anyway oh thank you man we've just been chomping at the bit ready to go so i'm just uh and I, I, honestly you know just you're so gracious to give us some of your time we we we, we truly appreciate it oh, and uh thanks for having me yeah, it, it, it's a pleasure. So uh, I, I want to start by I want to start by a, you know the first time I was introduced to uh, to you was with Dio um, Queensrÿche opened it was the SFX in Dublin and oh, okay. I, yeah and and, and uh, Scott Rockenfield had had that drum kit with the chains on it and we were just you know sixteen years old like just mind blowing right but then you came out and. And I heard what what drums sound like, and I've never <laughs> forgotten. You've, I, I mean, Sc- Scott's great, great drummer, 
But yeah. Vinny Appsake out, and we ribcage, you know, yeah. shook from to the core. Good, love it. Yeah, I I like to play <clears throat> from years ago. I said, you know what, I'm going to play with a lot of power, <clears throat> so I got. I can build the power all the way up and then I can come down when I need to. I don't play, you know, I play dynamically. I don't play just all one level. So, you know, I have a lot of power and I, it's real emotional when I play and I kind of get pissed off and I kick the shit out of the bass drum and all that. Stuff. I like, I like everybody to feel it, you know, especially the band that's in front of me uh, to feel those drums, you know, because I'm, I'm inside, I usually play inside the song. I don't play on top of the song or along with the song. I'm like the heart, you know. So, uh, so luckily I did that a long time ago. So I got a lot of power and uh, I don't need to hit really hard, you know. It's, it's mostly in the wrist, you know, the wrist snapping and then put the arm into it for even more power. So, but, uh, well, thanks for that. Yeah, and Scott Rockenfield's a great drummer. Great stuff. Cool. Who's next? Yes, Eric. <laughs> oh, you raised your hand? I did. We, we have, in, in, in this group, we have a, we, we do this once a week, and we have a tendency to talk over each other. So, and, 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 and it's mostly Patrick's fault because he's the Irishman, and he, he likes to talk so much. So, but are you still, uh, you're still doing the thing with the stick in the middle of the fingers too, right? You're still doing that every now and no, then? No, no, I I stopped that. I stopped that. I was, uh, yeah, I was playing, you know, it's not a stick, but it's a pencil. Yeah. So I was playing like that, you know? Yeah. And my brother showed me that and I thought, ah, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. So you could switch back and forth. I only did it with the right hand and uh, it relieves a little bit of tension. If you're playing one way, like the regular way and it's a little tight, you go this way and it's a little bit easier to, play not as much control and uh so i was doing that for years built up quite a callus there but uh then one day before a clinic i was waiting and i'm spinning the stick twirling and all of a sudden my finger went ah it was killing me so i thought i'm not gonna play like that anymore <clears throat> so now i went back to match and once in a while i'll switch but not for very long you know, yeah. it's not good because awesome. I'm hitting, you're hitting the bone of your finger that way, you know. So it's an odd way to play. McCormick <laughs> still does it. Doesn't How is your brother doing? He's doing good. We do a show actually tonight. Uh, it's called uh, Hanging and Banging uh, Artists on Lockdown at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Tonight we got Kenny Aronoff and Simon Kirk on the show. Whoa. And it's with Ron Anesti from the, the uh, Akata Theater in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. It's a really good show. We have a lot of fun. We have all different guests every week, kind of like what you guys are doing. So, uh, yeah, if you're, you're around, check it out. 4 p.m. California time. Hanging and banging. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So how ready are you to get back out and play live, Vinny, at this point? You're getting um, so crazy. I'm, like I'm ready. This. I'm ready. You know, it's just... <laughs> Not the time exactly right yet, you know. A lot of things are still not open fully, and and mm -hmm. uh, they can't make up their mind what's going on with this vaccine, all this stuff. So uh, I'll be ready. Luckily, 
uh, on Tuesday at 4 p.m., I've been doing my own drum show for my drum company called Sawtooth, which I do back here as a poster. And uh, it's a cool show. It wound up being a lot of fun. I I, uh, got a crazy intro that I change all the time. And then I play to, to some songs. And I teach a little bit, tell some stories of Sabbath and Dio and whatever, take questions. And it's an hour show. I've been doing it like eight months already. So that has kept cool. me in good shape because yeah. it forces me yeah. for Monday. Tuesday's a show. So Monday, I got to get on the drums and loosen up if I, if I didn't for some reason. Or the pad, I got yeah. the pad out and all that shit. So, uh, so luckily, that's kept me in shape. But. I still haven't played a 90-minute set <laughs> mm-hmm. all the way. <laughs> the test. Playing in June with my friends, wow. we do it like a Sabbath night. And this is in Ohio, around Cincinnati. <clears throat> so that'll be the first gig uh, that I'll play a whole set. So if I fall over, then I didn't make it. <laughs> but I'm strong. I'm fine. Very you cool. said at the beginning about you t- talking about playing with power – and you play in the song, and that's a hundred percent evident. From I mean, from everything I've ever seen, and I actually saw, I saw a couple of your sawtooth um, videos, which are just phenomenal. And I knew how easygoing you were. I knew how funny you were, and how gracious you like. Like I say, gracious with your time. But when you said that you play in the song, you also said in one a few of your interviews about when you're playing with Dio, and you would play over the vocals, and you said that he never said anything about it. I, I, I think about that often because when I hear drummers play over it and I, I, I don't have anything against Metallica, but I do, I, I can't stand when the drum fill doesn't make sense or, or, or excuse me. <laughs> so right. if it, it, you know, like it, when, when it's that square peg in the round hole, you know, your drum fills, again, I, I, I'm just, I'm a frustrated drummer. I just, your fills <laughs> to the song they speak to the feel of the song and even when you when you do it different you know you, you're not doing the same phrase you're taking something that you wrote and you're putting the, that moment to that new moment into it it fits and it speaks right. to the song and it, so I, I i think i i i couldn't agree more with your you know that you play in the song there, there's very few drummers that i listen yeah. to okay i start fill of fills in odd places where no fill has gone before. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Star Trek, but I'll, I'll I'll feel it. See, I play by feel and inspiration and stuff. Uh, I don't just play and go. Oh, it's time for fill. Bop out of the home and do these lame vanilla fills. You know, I, I build up. I, I'm, that's why I'm in the song, and I feel well. This should be built up here, going into the chorus the second time more, and just you know, slam it in there. Uh, and it's all from within. It's not um, just a fill. You know, it comes from my gut and I'm, I'm right in there. With Ronnie, it was easy, you know, hearing him sing and you're playing and he starts going for it and you go, fuck, yeah. And then it just inspires me to kick the shit out of it, you know. But he never said, the holy diver, I play, listen to what this fills over the vocal line, but they work together. And I never even were aware of uh, playing over a vocal line. I just played in the song, you know, until I played later on with some band with uh, 
my friend Rex Brown from Pantera, and we was trying to do a couple of different things. And the singer said, you played over my vocal line. And I said, so? <laughs> and I went, what? I've never been at... And you said, I'm going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it more. Worry about it. But I've never been told that. And that was a shock to me. I, I didn't even think about that. Because I played with Ronnie so many years. And we just played together. And I played over his vocal line. Maybe we could say Ronnie sang over my drum parts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you but, go. You know, but I, I play in the song. I do sessions here, too. And uh, for different people. And they send me this, the song. I don't just play the song. I'll listen to it, then I'll play it, see what works. Then I try to get the vibe of the song. Well, the, it's like a painter, like the colors and stuff. And and uh, that gets me in the song. Things that you wouldn't hear. And after I do it a couple of times, I listen, I hear parts I didn't even hear in the beginning. Oh, that, that's what's happening. Okay, and I'll get in there. So I'm in the songs, all the songs. I'm, I'm not on, a lot of drummers play on top of the songs, you know. I don't do that. Yeah. Fantastic. So you, you, in a way, you kind of cut your teeth partially in the studio, right? Because you were, you, the record plan had a big, played a big role early on with you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That was what, uh, I mean, I was like 16, 15 and a half, 16 when we hooked up with the record plant. Yeah. <clears throat> and before that, I practiced like a lot, you know, I'd come home from school. I would do uh, go down in the basement in Brooklyn, New York, practice, play with some records. Uh, and then after dinner, I would go on the pad and do my lessons. I was going for lessons on the pad only. So I took it very seriously. And then I played with a few bands and then uh, hooked up with the band I was in with the record plant. And that's where I learned how to record a little more. Because when I went in, they played a little bit. They said, well, you're kind of Russian. And I never thought of that because mm -hmm. live it's rushed yeah. naturally yeah. on some of it. And uh, they put up a metronome light. Now, wow. It's hard to play to a light. <laughs> it's easy <laughs> to play to a click. So I watched the light and I played and, and then I learned, I learned how to, to, to uh, live in the, in the studio. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it was a great learning experience. And the engineer was Jimmy Iveen. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, he was a good friend. Uh, he got me started, basically brought me in right. there. We met John Lennon. We did some stuff with John Lennon. And yeah. that's where I met Rick Derringer, my first touring band and stuff. So, yeah, it was cool. Great time. Yeah, it was It was only just recently that I learned because I'd seen that footage from the Lou Grade, the tribute to Lou Grade show that you did with John. I'd seen it so many times that it, and it was just re like it was last year. I forgot that's Vinny. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, Vinny. The crazy suit with the two faces and stuff. It's so well, cool. John. The the show was about Sir Lou Grade, and John thought he was two faced. Right. They right. told us he wants us to go on with a mask made of our face, and we'll mm -hmm. put it on back, no hair, and uh, we wear black shiny jumpsuits. He wears a red one. So we actually got in the van with him to go get. The mask made. He came with us. I mean, yeah. it was like hanging out. We got the mask yeah. made. Then we all went together again to get the jumpsuits fitted. And uh, and it was a black tie affair at the New York Hilton. Like the mayor was there, Shirley MacLaine, all these actors and actresses. 
And then they introduced John Lennon and et cetera. They called us et cetera. And we come out, the curtain opens, and they're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> the hell was that? Nine guys with full horn players. Two faces on, no hair. And John, you know. Yeah. It was great. John shocked him again. And That's then so I found cool. out not long be not long ago that that was his last live appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I read that in a magazine. It mentioned John, it mentioned me, and it said this was John's last live public appearance and I went, "Holy shit, really? I was 16 years old. I used to go to high school." I said, "I wind up playing John Lennon's last show." <laughs> Who would have thought? I didn't even know that for years. Yeah. And that was even more of a like, a, wow. Right, right. That was so more is, is like, it, wow, I did that. I should get more money per gig. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so is it true? I, I heard this great story that you, you walked out of class the next day after that show. Well, what happened was, you know, I would be hanging out with, with John Lennon. Because he used to come up. We had a rehearsal room at the record plant because we yeah. managed them. So we were there all the time. Jimmy was producing us, and we go in the studio and cut some songs. And then uh, after what happened, uh, Jimmy called us, said, we need some hand claps in the studio. Can you guys come down? We went down. We walk in the room. And it's John Lennon. I go, holy shit. We put the headphones on. <laughs> then he starts talking to us. Now he's right in your ears, talking to you, right? And, and you've heard his voice so many times. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. So we did <laughs> hand claps to whatever gets you through the night. That's me and my band on, on that song. And, nice. uh, and then we finished and we said hello. I don't think anybody took pictures or had a camera <clears throat> or uh, any of that. And then uh, we left and we went back upstairs and we're all freaking out. And John must have wondered, where did we come from? Nine guys all of a sudden for hand claps in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. So then they must have, Jimmy probably told me he was up, they were upstairs, the rehearsal room I'm producing. A couple of days later, John walks into rehearsal, sits down on the step, watching <laughs> us play. He really liked us. He used yeah. to come all the time. He used to kind of smoke joints with them. And cool. it was amazing, you know? So yeah. from what I heard, he was thinking of maybe using us as his next band. Because we were really good. And we had four horns. We had the whole... Mm -hmm thing ready pretty much if he wanted to, to use us you know, yeah. we were writing originals and we were we were tight so uh yeah. um so i used to do that at night then going to school the next day it was like going from color world into black and white right. i'd be sitting there going i don't want to learn i don't want to learn this shit you know and i'd be banging on the desk <laughs> drumming on the desk and then the teacher would go who's that drumming she's trying to teach and i'm annoying her Who's that? She goes, Vincent, stop that drumming. And I would stand up and go, excuse me, anyone else in this room play with one of the Beatles last night? And I got up and walked out. <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. So concentrate cool. on school when you're thinking, wow, last night was amazing. And John yeah. did this. He even rewrote some lyrics for us. And uh, Wow. Now, now a guitar player sang on World, Wall, Walls and Bridges album, some mm -hmm. background parts. So oh, cool. uh, it was really cool. It was a yeah. great, great experience. You know? That's such a trip because I, I love that record too. And I, I didn't even know, this is how I how much I didn't read the liner notes. I didn't even know that Jimmy Iovine was on that session, that he was part of that. Yeah. 
you know, John is credited as the producer. Obviously, Jimmy was engineering it. But yeah, um, yeah I Jimmy assisted did all too. all those people, and and then our guitar player knew him, and then uh, I don't know how he heard us. I for, I forgot, but he really liked us, and yeah. so I'll bring you in the record plant, do some demos, and the demos came out great. That yeah. was really cool. So and then, and in that studio, that's where I met Rick Derringer, which was my first touring band. Um, Jimmy, I think Rick was recording there, and Jimmy was playing, doing something to our our mixes. I wasn't even there, and Rick heard it and said, "Who's that drummer?" And Jimmy said, "That's Finney Appice, Carmine's younger brother." Because wow, that sounds good, man. So next time I saw him, he got my number. I said, "I'm going to put a band together." Give me a number. I'll, I'll call you. I'd love to jam, you know, put something together. So six months later, he called and we got that band going. So, being cool. in the right place at the right time. Yeah. It, Jack Douglas produced Rick Derringer when you were with him too, right? On the second album. On the Rick second one. Okay. The first one, yeah. If you listen to the two albums, the first one's kind of lighter sounding. Drums, mm-hmm. are there's not a lot of reverb. It wasn't the big drum sound. The second album, uh, What's it called? Sweet Evil. Um, Jack produced, and it was really dark, big fat sound and stuff. You know, yeah. it was yeah. cool. Jack was great yeah. to work with. Yeah, well, that was cool too because he he hadn't produced John yet, but he was fixing to in a couple of years. Yeah, that, he was doing Aerosmith, and yeah, so it was yeah. a great place to be hanging out. You know, no kidding. Why go wow. to school? So, so the, the other John connection I thought was really interesting is that when after you joined Sabbath. I heard that you, the first the first actual session you did with Sabbath was at John Lennon's old recording studio in his house. Yeah, we yeah. were on tour in England, and they wanted us to do this is the Heaven and Hell tour, nineteen eighty. They yeah. wanted us to do a song for the movie Heavy Metal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> they agreed to do it. We had two days off, two or three days off in England, so we went to John Lennon's house, which was owned by Ringo now because John passed. And that's where John shot Imagine. So it's like, holy shit, go to this mansion, big ground, a lot of grounds. All the hedges were cut like animals, like T-Rexes, 20 feet high hedges. It was just a killer place, you know. Big wooden staircase going upstairs. That's where the drums were right there. And the drums were, you know, the sound was going all the way up to all, all the stairs and the wood and everything. And wow. uh, <clears throat> that's where we <clears throat> re- wrote and recorded Mob Rules you know, in two, wow. three days. And then when they gave out keys, when we arrived, I got John's room, which is freaky. Right? I'm, I'm the only one with a tie to John. I got his room. But I didn't <laughs> stay there because he just passed. And I'm like, I've seen so, too many Frankenstein movies when I grew right, up. Right, right, right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, his ghost of John is going to come visit me. <laughs> Although his ghost would be cool. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. No question. That would have been cool. But I didn't stay in that no. room. But everywhere we looked around, we had opened a closet door, all those Beatles, platinum albums and Beatles stuff fall out. Mm. Holy shit. You know, even Tony <laughs> and Keezer and Ronnie are like freaking out, you know. <laughs> amazing place. That's Very amazing. Cool. Very cool. Amazing. Vinny, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, Black Sabbath and Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell, it's 40th anniversary. Uh year this time and it just re-released the uh both those records um you want to yeah. talk a little bit about uh how you got the call to join the guys um well 
I was actually uh, before that I got a call to join Ozzy's band. Uh, Sharon Osborne called me and said she was putting a band together around Ozzy, you know, and Ozzy was pretty much uh, drinking a lot back then. And do I want to fly to England to meet Ozzy, hang out, and see how we get along? I said, oh, I was like 20 years old. I've never been out of the country except for Canada. So I asked my brother Carmine because they toured together with uh, Black Sabbath and uh, Cactus, I think. And I said, is Ozzy crazy, man? Should I be going all the way over there to do this or what's up? He goes, yeah, he's pretty crazy, pretty nuts, you know. And I didn't really drink. A lot at all. I smoke. I like smoking pot back then. So, so I thought about it and I turned it down, <laughs> right? And then about a month later, I get a call from Sabbath. Uh, they said uh, we're on tour, Heaven and Hell tour. Bill Ward left the tour. We're stuck. <clears throat> we need a drummer. We're here. We're in town. We got four actual days off. You want to come down and meet Tony at the hotel in L.A.? I live in L.A. I said, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. So I went and met Tony. We hit it off really well. And uh, he invited me to come play with the guys the next day. So I put my drums in my car, <laughs> four toms and a bass drum and three cymbals. And I went down. We played. I heard Neon Nights on the radio, and I thought, well, I don't really know the song, but I knew it went all the way through and there was only one stop. So being a drummer, you could only worry about where is that stop? You don't have to <laughs> keep, the, keep the tempo going no matter what. And as it goes along, you play to it. But where's the stop? So uh, we, that was the first song we ever played together. And then uh, played a couple other things. Uh, I wasn't a big, big, big Sabbath fan where I knew all the songs. Uh, obviously, I heard them. I heard them and I loved it, but uh, I was more into Zeppelin, you know. Mm. So we played and then they said, all right, you're in until Bill comes back. You know, I said, cool. So it spent the next three days just brainstorming these songs. And not with them so much because the second day we rehearsed for two hours and they went to the pub because they were so happy they found a drummer. And I'm there going, shit. So I worked with <laughs> Jeff Nichols, the keyboard player, and uh, – working on the songs listening to the songs on, on a walkman and that's how uh it was a lot of stress and tony was concerned that my drum set was too small which it was it was a small drum set because they had four stacks in <laughs> four stacks on either side oh. so uh tony asked if i played double bass i said no but i can get more drums so i called ludwig dude i'm playing with sabbath i need drums so I put up some aerial toms up here and a bunch more floor toms, another rack tom, so it looked better. And then from each year then, it grew to the final tour, which I had 21 drums. Crazy. So that's how I got in the band. Then when we did the Mob Rules uh, session at John Lennon's house, that kind of cemented me in the band more because uh, we put together a new song together, and it's me, and uh, it's on a record. So Bill comes back. It's kind of a strange thing, but Bill doesn't play other people's parts. So he would have to play more rules. So we play differently. So luckily, uh, I stayed in the band. It was great. That's awesome. Good. 
Yeah, yeah. This it's, it's funny because you listen to Heaven and Hell, which is a great a great record, and then you hear the Mob Rules record, and it's like they took the faders and just went the drumming <laughs> because the drumming is just so. It's not only is it seems like it's louder, but just like the the fills are more imaginative, and and Bill Ward obviously. Great, great in his day, but just the, the Vinny touch that you put on it is just stellar, stellar playing. Well, I'm like the fire, the engine in the band, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, uh, I love the way Bill plays, but Heaven and Hell's going a little bit more back, you know. Um, if you're a drummer, you're not going to listen so much to Heaven and Hell album to learn some new licks. Right. You know, I, I always learned that way. When I listened to Zeppelin, I wanted to learn what Bonham did and or my brother's stuff, or Mitch Mitchell, or Billy Cobham. And I always grew up thinking, when I make albums, I'm going to kick ass on them. So there's some things there. People go, what was that? I want to learn what he did, you know, as a drummer. So, and that's just the way I played naturally. So, yeah, there's just a little bit more energy in in, uh, Bob Rules. That's what it comes down to be, you know. And a little more fire, you know. Exactly. And so I kick the ass a little more. And everybody... Excited, and we all played together well. We fit in together. Yeah, well, chemistry is such a monster part of mm-hmm. the music. You know, oh, I yeah. mean, of any. Do Do you have? I mean, and, and uh, you know, without you know, dogging anybody or the. I mean, because chemistry is is just so important. Do you? I mean, because you got to play with you know, obviously Geezer Butler and you know, and Rex Brown, and you get to play with these monster players. Is who was the fastest or who was the easiest, the quickest gelling uh, rhythm section that you? Um, you know what? They were all so good. Uh, when I joined Sabbath, um, well, before that, I was with Darren. I played with Kenny Aronson, who's a great bass player, a little bit more funk and rounded, uh, not a heavy metal bass player. But we gelled together. I, I could adapt, too. You know, and listen to what somebody does and go, okay. So uh, Giza was great. Giza and I really gelled well together, you know. Now, he's a busier bass player than uh, like Jimmy Bain or uh, even Rex Brown. But uh, so that made me pull back a little bit, more groove more and let him do his stuff and then play with him and, you know. And uh, so it was all good. And then uh, Jimmy Bain, playing with Jimmy was easy because he just laid it down. He wasn't a technical yeah. player. Boom, 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 boom. And I could go fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Rex Brown, uh, he's great, great sound and stuff, really heavy. And he, he wasn't that busy, so we gelled together very well. But he played so fucking loud, my skins would vibrate. <laughs> on the drums and I'd go hit them and they would be dead because they're vibrating. And I would tell Rex, dude, you got to turn down. I love it loud, but my whole body's vibrating, you know, <laughs> I've never insane. seen anybody blow out so many Ampeg amps as Rex. <laughs> yeah, but he's nice. fun. He's a great guy. You know, he's a real character and great bass player. So we played <clears throat> really well together. Yeah. It was cool. And, and you've also played with, I mean, you played, you know, you know, I mean, Tony Iommi, I mean, just stop. I mean, I mean you know, for, 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 for a metal guy, just 
mind-numbing how how incredible this guy just keeps coming up with stuff and you know but you know again zach wild and they would you agree that vivian campbell is probably the most underrated well tony's a whole tony's a whole world you know i mean yes. tony could hit a chord and you could have somebody else hit that chord and it's not going to sound the same and nope. the chord choices that tony uh picked were totally uh heavy and evil you know and he was he real steady. That's the way I, playing with Tony and Geezer, I learned to play behind the beat, you know, not rush it right in the pocket. You know, and it sounds heavier when it's in the pocket like that. If you're pushing it certain songs, it's, it's going to sound lighter that way. So I really learned how to play <clears throat> around Tony and Geez. You know, I, when I get into these situations, I'm not, a, I'm like, I don't walk in going, hey, man, I'm Vinny, man. I'm I walk in with my eyes open to learn. Like, what is Tony doing? I, I see where he's at. Okay. And I fit in, <clears throat> adjust myself to <clears throat> make it work, you know, and see what he's doing and learn and Geezer and, and then Ronnie. So uh, uh, Vivian, you know, we got together and played with Vivian, Ronnie, I, and Jimmy, for the first time and he vives on fire it's such a great guitar player you know and uh in in dio he was a guitar hero he was making his way as a guitar hero so now i'm still playing with him now and he's just amazing he is uh he is probably underrated uh, and and uh you hear him at last in line our band and he's shredding you know he's ripping it you know he can't get to yeah. do a lot of that in Def Leppard, it's a different type of band. <clears throat> but with us, he's shredding, man, you know, and we're playing live. There's no backing track. There's nothing, you know, and I play, I get inspired by Viv and then I go crazy and play off things. And I'm, he's wondering where one is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me laughing. He's, I'll do a, yeah. a fill that's a bar and a half and he's see a smile come on his face. But <laughs> we make it, we make it in, we come, come back. So, Viv's great. That's cool. Oh. So, Viv, any plans for Last in Line uh, rebooting once uh, once all this shit's over? Uh, absolutely. We're working on the second album. We got half of it done. Um, so we're doing that. We're, but we need to be in a room together to really finish it. Come up with the idea. <clears throat> we got a bunch of ideas for the last half, but we need to play them together. It's a big difference. And... Uh, we don't send the files and all that shit. That's all I can yeah, do. Yeah. So hopefully in the next month or so, we'll start getting together. We got gigs booked. Uh, they're booking in October, but we're waiting to see what the schedule is for the Def Leppard stadium tour and what Def Leppard's going to do. And if there's, a, if there's a lot of time for us, then we're going to go out earlier and play. We'll play in between, you know. So we got to wait and see what happens, you know. Right on. I think the world is such a big mess right now. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. No question. So I've let been me doing ask all you this the... internet stuff. Yeah. yeah. My drum show, my show with Carmine. Uh, I've been doing tons of interviews with these records that just came out. And it's like uh, becoming an internet musician. <laughs> Amazing. What's your biggest pet peeve? You're going on stage. Give me your biggest. What drives you nuts? Somebody playing attitude. Yeah, believe it or not, my I mean, I've been playing loud for 40 years and my hearing's pretty fucked up. <clears throat> and uh, but when we go on stage, I could hear 
every note, even in, in listening to our recordings or something, I could isolate all the instruments in my head. I could hear every note. So when we go on, if somebody's playing out of tune, I could hear it, you know, maybe because I'm sitting back here, but the monitors are loud. I don't use in-ears, but I hear it. And, I, and I'm like amazed. I'm not naming names, but going, look at me. I go, you're out of fucking tune. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear that? You know? I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's happened a couple of times. Never with Sabbath. Uh and not, not, uh, yeah, it wasn't Sabbath, but that or jam, or you go up and somebody's out of tune. I go, oh my God, how could you not hear? Then that makes me, don't you, how do you hear what you're playing with the band? You know, I hear everybody. I hear Viv. So, matter of fact, I like when the amps are right behind my ears on the side. I don't like guitar amps ahead of me, I don't hear them. I like them a little behind me and the bass amp a little behind. So I could hear these guys. Then the vocal comes through the monitor and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So we play tight. <clears throat> but that attitude thing, man, it's just like, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. That drives me nuts. I agree. I'm never attitude. No. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Not with the drums. <laughs> it could be, but I don't let that happen. <laughs> no. what, uh, what's your favorite city to play in, Vin? Uh, too many cities to choose. Like I said, what's your favorite? Oh. I've been around the world. I've been yeah. South America. I mean, the fans are great everywhere. This everywhere. South American fans are amazing. I go down there. I actually do this uh, thing started by a fluke with a band in uh, Ohio, and I'm going to be playing there in June. And it's, we're going to call Vinny Apathy Sabbath Nights with a K. And we play all the old the Sabbath stuff, mostly old, and then some stuff from my era and a little bit of deal. And it went over so well. We ended up doing a couple of gigs with in Ohio. Then I was asked to do it in Europe, and it wound up doing 25 shows, a whole tour. And they went, people went nuts, you know, because it's small venues, like 150, 200 people. And uh, the bands were great. And then I wound up doing it in South America. And they're so in Europe and, and South America, they love Dio and Sabbath. It's just passion. You can see the passion and especially South America, the, the fans are so passionate, you know? Yeah. So uh, I have fun doing that. I love doing that. And I'm the, I'm the dude. There's nobody known in the band. So I'm the guy, you know, playing me, but uh, it should be not a lot of pressure. That's fun. It's just a lot of fun. Like we're going to play all this old stuff and, Beat the shit can out of give it. me one song. Can you tell me one song, money not included, just one song on this planet that you wish you'd played on? Of anybody? A anybody, ever, ever, ever. Probably uh, Immigrant Song. Like that. I would I love play to hear Stay that. Away to Heaven. Boring. Be <laughs> sitting there the whole third of the <laughs> Now? No, no, not yet. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> yeah, I love immigrants. Yeah, I, that. I would love to hear pigs. that. War pigs too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get up and jam. I live around wine country and a lot of friends that play. There's a lot of music down here in Old Town, and I'll get up and play. Sometimes I seem to always play war pigs, and people go go nuts. You know, I got my own way to play it too. It's it's cool. It's a little yeah. bit different, but nice. those are two great songs. 
<laughs> you've got no idea how how much this means to to all of us. And I just I cannot thank you enough, Vinny. I just I'm just oh, thanks for having me, and I, I I appreciate you know the the press and stuff. And you, anybody wants to see more, check it out on Tuesday when I do the drum show. Yeah, we'll link. To that I'll tell in you this. what. <clears throat> I mean, this was this this the drums are there, right? And I got two focus right in, interfaces. It took about a month to learn how to get a big drum sound on Facebook. Because <laughs> I've seen some drum things when this pandemic started, people doing streaming and the drums sound like shit and they're distorted, all that shit. And it took me, I wouldn't do it if it sounded like that. So it took uh, about a month of experimenting. What is, how does this work? You know, why doesn't the whole, I got all these mics. Why don't they go into Facebook through the interface? It doesn't work that way. So if you listen to or see the show, the drums sound really good. They do, yeah. A really good drum sound. So it took yeah. a long time to figure that out. So, yeah. Because otherwise I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to sound like, you know, some piece of shit sound with distortion and stuff. Yeah, you can't get that. You can't put that across. No, no, no. Not like this. And this drum company, uh, Sawtooth, they're new, it's a new, newer company. My friend owns it, and they make guitars and make everything. And these are like not even expensive drums, and they sound great. They sound fantastic. That bass drum kicks ass. Where are you, Patrick? Are you in the States, or where, where are you? Yeah, yeah, we're all in Houston. Okay, you're, you're the only one that's blurry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've had a lot of coffee. I'm probably, <laughs> okay. I'm probably not sitting still. It's actually vibrating Houston. so fast, you can't see him. Are you next yeah. to Rex Brown? Is he playing? And you're right <laughs> fucking camera shape. I can hear him. Yeah. Well, he's in Dallas. So. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Eesh. I love the Mexican. Food. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. I love Mexican food. And where I live, they're, they're okay. But when I go down to Texas, I went with Rex a couple places. He took me, and I went, yeah. Some yeah. of that salsa is so hot. I went, yeah. This is the way it should be. Love oh, that. Yeah. Here it's yeah. like, okay, and we keep trying different ones. And Vinny, if it's all right, well, um, if if we could, I'd like to send you, you know, a shirt, a mug, stuff like that. Just uh, um, actually, I, I could probably slip some salsa in there, some some good uh, hot salsa if you'd like. There you go, buddy. Now I'm your Listen, friend. I, I'd I'd love to send you some. So if if if, okay. if it's all right with you, after we get this, send done, me we- an email. Send me an email, and I'll I'll give you an address to send to. Yeah, that uh, that would be fun. Love that stuff. Uh, when was that? That was at NAM, uh, twenty thirteen, I think fourteen. Oh wow, a while ago. Sorry, I mean it was weird this year. There was no there was no NAM. We yeah, you know, know we did the NAM we did the NAM show in uh, uh, twenty twenty. This year we did, couldn't do it, but the year before, right? And the drum company Sawtooth uh, <clears throat> had a booth, and we were off to the side. We were the party of the whole place. There was always something going on, and they they kept coming to us and complaining. And uh, <laughs> every time I played, the sound police came. And after a while, I brought the guy on stage. I went. Look at this guy. You know, what? We're playing some fucking Black Sabbath. You want to play like with brushes? <laughs> but we were the life of the place. 
just it, it just tore it up. It was so funny. We had hundreds of people in front of the stage, and you're not supposed to really do that, but we did it, and it was so much fun. But this year we couldn't do it, so maybe next year. Sawtooth booth. Yeah, it's all coming back. Yeah, so I'm actually right. painting my uh, my other room in there. So I used to have my studio in a smaller room. There's a bedroom there, and then this is a big, pretty big room. And uh, I was killing the neighbors too. <laughs> the house is a the next house is that way, <clears throat> even though it was a little soundproofing going on. But uh, finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to go move into the big room. So I love it here. I guess so. Before every time I got up off the drums, I'm stepping on wires. I'm banging into mics, mic stands. I pulled the headphone cable out. I said, enough. So we moved into here, put a whole bunch of blankets up, uh, moving blankets, and uh, so cool. So now we're taking care of the other room, filling up. I made so many holes in the wall. We filled that and painting. I like doing this stuff. Yeah. You guys want to come over and help me paint, you're more than welcome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll be there. Uh, great job, Eric. I like putting people together. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a, what a, what a gentleman. What a, I mean, what, oh my God, Vinny, fucking obviously, are you kidding me? <laughs> so we just, we just, uh, we not only uh, took a took a, a historic walk through rock and roll royalty, but he did not look at look away. He did not look at the time. He did not look like he wanted to run. He didn't call for help. He didn't go. You know, just. You know, he agreed to do that and just 100% in it. So yeah. not only are we, you know, eternally grateful, but I also just want to say big thanks to Eric for putting this together. Eric has uh, emailed him uh, a while ago and put this, you know, so uh, good job, young man. And uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you have uh, friends that are fans, please share this or, uh, you know, send them to our to the site to have a look and listen. And um yeah, we're just just as you can tell, beyond giddy, beyond grateful. I, I could have, I, I had so many other questions I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to take up the whole hour. Well, yeah. That's, the, the the funny thing is, is that you know he said he played on John Lennon's last live performance. Mm-hmm. He also played on Dio's last live performance. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. Play, get a gig with Vinny, beware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a what a what a! I mean, we we did we, we don't you just can't get into all the stuff that he's done. You can't you 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 know you you just have to take a snapshot of you know portions of it and live with that because you would keep him here all day if I if I had gone through every question that I wanted to ask young Vinny, you know, <laughs> I could fill up two hours, you know, because I because I, I want to know. You know, just, I mean, just, but what, yeah, just thrilling, thrilling to talk to him. The story about him and Dio going through London trying to find a guitar player when they were starting the band is fucking hilarious. But I mean, we didn't get to it, but yeah, it's next time. Well, what I would, what I would advise if you're halfway interested, even if you're, you know, even if you're Sony slightly interested, I would look at, look him up, you know, just, you know, type in Vinny Apice and, Go listen to his interviews because he's he's like this all the time. Every interview I've seen, unless the yeah. the people inter- interviewing him are, are are trying to be wankers or they're trying to be you know you, you know that smug uh, 
you know, that 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 kind of, you know, well, I've got a question, but it's it's about in 1973 when you, you don't, you know, just 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 ask the question. Don't try to be, you know, don't don't try to be. The, so he is in every interview I've seen, he's so forthcoming and he's so honest and the stories match, you know, they match because mm-hmm. he's, he, yeah. he, you know, he, he's that he's a big musician. He's a he's a commanding presence mm-hmm. when down behind the drums and he you know and eric you know we we talked about this too your your vocabulary when we play is that's why i was talking about chemistry you know when when you when you know what somebody's gonna play like and how they're gonna drive you how they're how your drummer's gonna stay it is beyond glorious it's beyond any feeling that you've ever any emotion you've ever had because it's it's a language that you just didn't know the that that you had. And so, and, and hearing him, hearing him talk, you know, why he is such a sought after monster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I, I got him to talk about him dropping out of high school while he's playing with John Lennon. Cause I only found that story in one other interview he did at a, at a conference or something. And it's the, the audience is talking over him and it's, it's the audio is just really bad. So you can't really barely hear what he's saying. So Not <laughs> No. Not here. Yeah. yeah he, in, in that interview too, he, he, he goes, and then we fired John Lennon. Said, no, I'm just trying to see if they're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. I was just like, you, you couldn't ask him too many questions really. He just, he's just so, like you say, he's just so generous. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm a little bit, little bit shaken in my boots. So yes. Uh, Please come and join us on blackers.com. You'll be able to sign up with us at Reward Music, which is our new sort of subscription membership uh, service. Where we're going to have there's going to be a lot of a lot of exclusives, similar to Patreon, but a little bit better, a little bit better organized. There's there's more sort sort of social media type uh, interactions there, and like we said last week, we've got new shirts that you can go and buy on the on the, on the website right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's go. We'll see you all on Patty's Day and beyond. All righty. Check the website for all the dates, locations, times, etc. Yeah. Remember, say no to drugs unless you're sharing. <laughs> all right. Sit and stop. And how's everybody feeling? Everybody, everybody still good? Water still on? Electricity still working? All that kind of crap? Yeah. Yeah. Going well. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Having everything working for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike, unlike a rock and roll band. <laughs>